Welcome to Broad Ideas. Rob. Hey. <laughs> Today's guest is Tori Deal, who Rob knows. Yes, I know Tori. And introduced us to. She was on MTV's The Challenge. She has her own podcast, The Official Challenge Podcast. And she also wrote a children's book. Yeah, The Search for Syrup. Yeah. Have you read it? Calvin loves it. She gave us a copy of it before, just like a proof. Really? And he loved it. That's so cute. I want to read it. I'm going to have to get it. But she also, you know, I was really interested in her pivot to OnlyFans. That's what she's talking about. That's what she's talking about today. Yeah. And if you go to OnlyFans.com slash Rachel Bilson. Shut up, Rob. (laughs) You will find nothing. (laughs) But maybe I should rethink things. Um, Yes. But Tori... She was lovely. Yeah, she was great. Yeah, she was awesome and very open. Um, but yes, let's welcome Tori Deal. Sometimes when the world feels insane, you can take a little peek inside of Rachel's little brain. All these thoughts are swirling round and round inside. To join us on this journey as we take a little ride. We'll talk about dogs and kids and things. We'll talk about chicks and tampon strings. We'll talk about boys that make you cry. We'll talk about death because people die. Tori, Deal is here with us today. And this is my best friend, Olivia, over here. Hi, Olivia. Hi, Tori. (laughs) We are so happy that you were willing to come on and talk with us. I'm really excited. Yeah, we really appreciate it. (laughs) I heard Rachel Bilson was doing a podcast. I'm so happy that your friend Olivia is doing this with you. I was a huge fan of the OC growing up. So I'm like, get me on this show. (laughs) Aw, thanks. I love love hearing that. And it's so surreal to still hear that because it was so long ago. I'm always like... Oh my God, I'm old. But um, no, no, you're not. But yeah, you're familiar, obviously, with podcasts, and you have the mm-hmm. challenge one, and you had your own one that you're going to hopefully get back into soon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, there's time and space, but yeah, you know how it is. There's so much yes. going on, there's so much to do. Absolutely. Well, first, can you tell us a little bit about the challenge? Because, like, I grew up like real world road rules, like the OG kind of thing when it started. Yeah. But I'm not caught up on the challenge. So, like, I'd love to hear a little bit about what it is. Sure. It's wild. I mean, it's been on air for 37 seasons now. And I only got into the franchise on the 30th season. But I've been on six seasons now, and not including any of the spinoffs that they've done. But, I mean, it's wildly popular. Like, there's just such a crazy and incredible fan base for the show. And I think it was really one of the first reality shows to pioneer a game show like this. Like it's kind of up there with the Survivor Amazing Race as well. There's not really many other shows out there that have this many seasons. But to give you a rundown of the show, if you don't know anything about it, it's basically a bunch of us live in a house together. Sometimes there's like 38 of us sharing three bathrooms. Oh, shit. (laughs) We sleep in bunk beds like children at camp. And then we wake up and we go to these crazy challenges. And depending on how the season is structured, we have to compete in them. And then the political game comes into play. You vote each other into elimination. It's always something relatively physical. Could be a puzzle, not my fave. Um, But like, (laughs) there's so many cool things that I've done because of the show. And I've been on reality TV for the last six years now. So it's a little exhausting. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) I look at it all and I'm super proud of it. So 
Yeah, it's a pretty wild show. Yeah. Well, you keep going back. So it has to be kind of fun, right? Competing uh, and yeah. or is it like drama filled insanity? <laughs> Definitely drama filled insanity. The drama is the thing that makes me not want to go back. But, you know, it kind of comes with the territory. But I love competing. I played college soccer. So I've just always been somebody who's loved that. I like to, yeah, I like to do crazy shit. You like to win. <laughs> Yeah, I do. I really do. Yeah, I feel like if I ever did that stuff, I would get so competitive. I even watch like The Bachelor or The Bachelorette and I'm like, I want to get on there and win. Like I get that mentality, you know, and some people are just looking for love, but I want to fight and win. Totally. I actually started out on a dating show and that's kind of how I launched into the challenge. Are You the One was the show on MTV that I was (gasps) on and it it was a dating show. It's actually on Netflix now if you want to watch it. Wait a minute. Did I watch it? Were you guys in a... Will you explain it a little bit? Because I feel like yeah. I watched it. <laughs> yeah. So I was on season four of Are You The One? But the concept is 20 people are in a house together. Yeah. And your perfect match is in the house. Yes. Yeah. You have to figure out who your perfect match is by the end of like 10 episodes. And if you figure it out, then you all split the prize money at the end. Did you figure it out? Did you find your perfect we match? We did. We did. <laughs> I tech on paper, I found my perfect match, but yeah. It didn't translate to reality. <laughs> it did not. It did not. Yeah. It oh my gosh. Were you always a competitive person? That fascinates me because Rachel and I are very different in that way. Like I lose on purpose. Really? Rachel is kind of a tomboy in that way where she'll be like, <laughs> I can do it. And she'll, she'll I, say yes to the most outlandish thing. Like she's the one who will be like, I'll go first. Yeah. And I'm like, I'll just not go. Yeah. You know, and I feel like that's such a fascinating thing. Like, were you born that way? Did it develop? How did you discover that was your thing? I played soccer my whole life. I wasn't great at it, but I was good enough at it to the point where it's like every time I stepped on the field, I knew I was going to walk away feeling some type of like sense of accomplishment. Right. And I think that that just kind of got me into it. Like my sister was like the brainiac of the family, like really smart in all the honors classes. And I I'm smart, but I'm not my sister. So I'm like, all right, where is my, what's my thing? Maybe it started with competing with my sister in a way. Math is her thing. Soccer stories thing. Right. But yeah, it's always been me. And we do crazy stuff on the challenge. I don't know if you've ever seen an episode, but I highly recommend watching it because I promise you, you'll probably be screaming at the TV. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, no, I'll get sucked in and I will watch all 37, 38, whatever you're on. Like in one night, it'll be a problem for sure. (laughs) I'm going to watch it now. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, you guys do some nuts and you're physically strong. I'm like, I was watching some of these things being like, okay, okay, she's a beast. Thank you. And then I also obviously did a deep dive on your Instagram and I saw a lot of kind of attention to healing and to self-improvement and self-love. And I was like, oh, she's interesting because you're so authentic and real and like physically strong and determined and yet... There was a side to you that has definitely, at least from what you're putting out, right? Right. Yeah. Focused a lot on healing. And what do those things have to do with each other for you? Yeah. I do think that it's like a pretty interesting dichotomy. And I do think that it stems from my experience with being in reality TV and understanding how like the fans have perceived me over the years. It's different, I think, maybe, and I've never been a professional actor, but I think, you know, you get to kind of wear the veil of the other character that you're playing. And on reality TV, you are yourself. So when you see criticism online, I mean, you take it really hard because it's not, 
people like, oh, I want Tori to lose. She sucks. Like, I'm so overseeing her face on TV. So you kind of had to learn how to deal with those thoughts on such a broad scale that I don't put healing out there or like positivity out there because I am always positive. I put it out there because it's like Instagram is where I'm showing myself to the world. And if I want to heal myself, I just want to talk about healing. It's kind of just like trying to get past some of the things that I go through because there's a lot of downs in reality TV. I mean, I'm really interested to see like case studies in like 10 or 20 <laughs> years, like how some of us are going to do after all of this, because it is a lot. Yeah, I'm super empathetic and I think it's really hard. So I, I want to put my best foot forward. And yeah, I mean, there's plenty of people that are trashing other people online. And I, if I don't have to add to that pool of people, then I'm just not going to. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that it's kind of like our triggers are our gifts, right? Yeah. So that was the part about your Instagram that I was like, oh, she's like on a path and taking everything you've been through. Obviously, you had a very public breakup. Yeah, that was pretty intense for sure. And, you know, it just kind of resurfaced recently. Oh, really? Yeah. Was it someone from the show? Yeah. So me and my ex had split about a year ago and we never really kind of talked about the story of anything that had happened out of respect, but obviously with the world of reality TV and the history that we had and each of our personal histories, people just took our stories and kind of ran with their own and created these <laughs> stories. And we just never confronted them. We kind of let it go. It was like, all right, we're just going to like bite our tongues and like eventually time will pass and nobody will care. And that was kind of what we were hoping for. And then somebody decided to put out a video putting out just all incorrect information. And this person also had a public platform. So it was less than like a fan. It was more of like, this is somebody who is in the industry and doesn't really know anything that happened. So we both had to come back out and resurface after a year of being split and address it again publicly. And we broke up a year ago. Right. Like I've already been with other people. He's already been with other people. I mean, I'm, I don't know, but I'm sure. It's like, why can't we just all move on from it? But I just don't understand why people can't let some of that stuff go. So it is really difficult to go through something publicly because you don't know when it's ever going to end or if you're ever going to get it off your record because people just love to bring shit up. Oh, yeah. Going through anything publicly is really shitty. And like, obviously, being in the public eye dating, you're under a microscope. <laughs> and yeah. it's really fun. And the things that come out, I mean, I <laughs> can't tell you how many things I've heard about myself that are like so outlandish and crazy and, you know, how many babies I've had. And, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, the sex tape that's coming out. No, I'm that didn't happen. <laughs> but, right. but, you know. Also, you know what? I've witnessed being Rachel's best friend along this ride. We've been friends way before she became famous. There's something that's really sad about when you get famous that you can't trust as many people as you once did because things would come out that would be real. And you'd be like, hold on. Not that many people knew this. That's true, too. <laughs> I think it's the great Jay-Z that says the, the castle got bigger and the circle got smaller. Mm. And it's heartbreaking that all of a sudden you can't trust the people you thought you could. Is that your experience, too? A hundred percent. And I'm definitely way too quick to trust people. My circle is also as small and as tight as possible. And my best friend, the person I hang out with the most is the person I've been best friends with since third grade. So right. like I do have other people in my life, of course, obviously, like that's the nature of it. You know, you meet people and you obviously are going to click with them. But there is always going to be this sense of like, well, you know, you weren't there from the very beginning. So like, I don't know if I don't know you for like seven to 10 years. How do I know that at any point in time, the ship isn't going to just sink? There's definitely a lot of fear in it. And 
I also wonder like why people hold like anybody who's in the limelight in any capacity to such a high standard. It's like, we're all just people. And that's mm-hmm. just something I really have a hard time grasping. If people make a mistake, I'm very open to being like, okay, well, are you honest about it? Like, are you willing to move past it? And do you want to grow as a person? And then if if somebody is that way, I'm like, cool, that's awesome. Like that's inspiring grow because we all do that. But there's a lot of people out there that don't want people to grow. They want to just completely ridicule you for everything that you've ever done. And it makes it impossible to feel like you can just be yourself. Yeah, it takes a lot for me to let anybody new in. Even like my friends, when they make new friends, I'm like, mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I don't know about this yeah. person. But yeah, it, it just comes along with the territory. But it's also a sign of success. So there's that. It's almost like everything being polarized right now. When you walk outside of your house and you see the people that are in your life, is that your experience with people or is it just virtually online that you're experiencing this? funny that you say that because for the most part and for a while there, the negativity was only online. And that's really Mm -hmm. great because you can kind of log off and not worry Mm -hmm. about it. And my only fear in the past used to be like, oh, well, if somebody catches me on a day when I'm hungover and they want to take a picture, I am just not going to (laughs) look cute. But like, you know, so that that used to be my fear. But I have had a situation recently where somebody I met in high school, she was actually drunk in Philly, walking around in the streets. And I tried to get her in an Uber. And something clicked in her mind. And she was like, I'm not taking an Uber from you, Tori Deal. You think you're better than everybody now. Like, you come from nothing. And I just was like, girl, I haven't seen you in years. I'm just trying to help you get in an Uber. Like, I don't know what this (sighs) is coming from. So I definitely experienced it to my face before from somebody that obviously like had, I don't even know where that came from, but there's always a fear. Always. Yeah. Yeah. I can't even imagine what it would be like to be on Rachel's level. Like you've been in the industry for so long. So you probably have way more stories than I do. (laughs) I've just like dated way more people. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) All the stories. No, it's tough. It's a thing you kind of, you definitely have to desensitize yourself to it. And I always find like, I don't read comments or critiques or whatever, you know, on anything I'm doing, whether it's podcasting, you know, I don't want to take that in because then it distracts me and it's shit I don't need in my head. Right. And especially becoming a mom now, it's like, okay, my focus is here. Mm-hmm. But it's a challenge for sure because there are so many people out there that are so angry with themselves or angry about other things that they take it out on things that they're maybe jealous of. But yeah, there's people that want to like just take you down all the time. And you're just like, why can't people just be supportive and like happy for someone else? And it's a weird thing with human nature and people, there's a lot of angry people out there. (laughs) I know. I just feel like it's, I don't know, like, do you ever really get used to it? I don't think that it's ever going to be comfortable to take a negative critique. No. I remember like, yeah, in sixth grade, like someone making a comment to me that was negative and it stays with you for the rest of your life. Totally. It's like, fuck, that can really get in there. But, you know, you have to do the work yourself. And so it sounds like you've done a lot of work and it seems like, you know, you handle it well considering because... Yeah, thanks. There's just a lot of shit. Yeah. A a lot of therapy and a lot of life coaching. (laughs) Like, I definitely am always in sessions, like once a week, (laughs) especially when an episode's airing of the challenge too. On Wednesday, I have a session with my life coach, like, because that whole day, if I've like pre-watched the episodes because I get to do the challenge podcast. Mm -hmm. So I know what's going to be airing that night specifically. 
Most of the other challengers, actually none of the other challengers get that opportunity because the network is afraid that they're going to leak something maybe if they watch it early. So I do get lucky Mm -hmm. that I get to watch the episodes early and kind of already go through my head like, okay, this is what people could say about me and whatnot. But if I didn't have like my life coach there or if I didn't have like plans set in place to deal with it, I wouldn't, I don't, I would probably spiral. So even when it's not that big of a deal, but it's just like, sometimes it could just feel like a wave of attention positive and negative, And it's just a lot to take in. Right. Do they edit it a lot like to cater towards, obviously it's television. So I'd imagine right. they want to make it as. Yeah, they definitely <laughs> edit it for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think they do a great job at making it incredibly interesting. And it's already really interesting because it's the nature of the show. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it is interesting, like watching it back and being like, oh, that's how you want to put it. Okay. Yeah, you're spinning it that way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they know what they're doing to keep people watching. (laughs) Yeah. And I always notice too, like if somebody's being villainized in the episode, that person will have less interviews explaining themselves. Because what we do is Mm -hmm. after something happens in the game, we go into an interview and then you get to talk about it and your perspective and your understanding of why you handled a situation you did. But if you're being portrayed as the villain this episode, you don't get the opportunity to speak up on it, but then they'll reuse that later in like the reunion and then you can talk about it. So it's kind of like you have to deal with being a villain for this long, you know? Wow. That takes uh, thick skin too, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, you know, just to touch on the whole therapy thing, like there's such like a stigma with it and people, I'm just like, why don't people talk about it more? It's such a good thing. And I think it's so helpful. Olivia's actually a life coach I'm putting you on blast. Hey, but um, you can that. put me on blast. Yeah. Yeah. But I just think it's just something that should be talked about more. So I love that you're just open about that, that you're yeah. having a session like every Wednesday when your show's airing. All the time. I'm obsessed with my life coach. I don't know why people think they should do anything on their own. Right. You know, <laughs> I'm serious. It's like community. We yeah. all need each other because basically what it comes down to is it's all perception and filters, right? And if you're struggling, it means you need a change in perception. And if you can't see it and you have a blind spot, whether it's a friend, a therapist, a coach, whatever, mm-hmm. help. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's really great. It's really helpful, yeah. right? And if you were to look at it from like, if you since you're into all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. One of my biggest beliefs is, Whatever you're experiencing externally is a direct reflection of what you're internally experiencing. It's really interesting. And so when you see that kind of being magnified and whether it's negative attention or the gossip or the drama, if you were to take that from a spiritual altitude and be like, okay, well, what is going on internally that that's my fucking experience? Right. Right? Have you ever looked at that? Like, why am I here on earth experiencing this? Yeah. You know what? I actually have been diving deeper (laughs) into that. And it's funny because I actually stopped smoking weed because I I got paranoid and I would start to get really nervous. And Mm -hmm. I was telling a friend this the other day. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I can't do it anymore. She's like, oh, you should probably just do it and then figure it out. And I was like, what? Like, (laughs) didn't want to like sit in it. Didn't think about it that way. It was just like running from it. So the other night, not to get too crazy, but I'm no, going to get let's get crazy. No, we're very open there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I might have partaked in a little bit of a microdose. Oh, yeah. Uh, of, of a shroom. And mm-hmm. so uh, legally doing them in Amsterdam. 
you know, all good, mm-hmm. legal. And I was watching this documentary called, I actually forget the name of it off the top of my head, but it was by Aubrey Marcus. And he talks about doing a, a darkness retreat where he goes in darkness for seven days, pitch black, no light. He's not on shrooms. Like his trip is within himself. It's absolutely no light. And I watched that on a little bit of a shroom and bawled <laughs> my eyes out because I was like, oh my gosh, like now I'm seeing so many things within me, like toxic traits that like I have, I'm I'm not fully healing yet. Things that I'm like, I I can, I could see it. And it was so transformative that like it got me up off my ass. The next day I was like, all right, you know what? It's time to move. I'm literally in the process of getting a house in Miami right now and just restructuring (sighs) my life and replanning 2022 completely differently because of that night. And looking at it because like, even though, like you said, you know, I put out positivity, I know that there's some shit in me that I have to sit with and clean Mm -hmm. out and refresh. And I feel like I'm at that point now, especially after being on, you know, the show for a while where I'm like, okay, I need to step back and like, stop doing them and like, take a look. Like, what can I change? If I'm feeling this unhappy or this uncomfortable, like what, what's, what's up? But you're doing the action. Like that's, that's, you know, the whole thing. And a lot of people don't do that. But when, you know, you mentioned microdosing and what I find with my experience with it, everything is so intensified. Yeah. Emotionally, mentally. Like I have never felt more than when I was microdosing. And like, (laughs) I'm talking about like, I got in the biggest fight with a boyfriend. Like everything was like so heightened. And I'm a nightmare, actually. So I, I, it's probably not the best, the best thing for me. But, like, it's so crazy how you can feel. And like you said, you're sitting there crying, like, watching mm-hmm. this thing. And you're, like, thinking about everything about yourself and your life. And it's it's a really interesting drug. And it's natural. There's, like, this book, and I can't remember the author now, but all about... Michael yeah. Michael what? <laughs> Pollen. Pollen. Yes, my mother is reading it (laughs) and my stepfather. But yeah, it's just this really cool world that I would like to know more. It's interesting that it has like motivated you to make these changes. (laughs) I watched Fantastic Fungi on Netflix. Have you seen that? My mom watched it and keeps telling me to watch it. I haven't seen it yet though. Oh my God. I want to watch it. You have to watch it. Like it blew my mind. I absolutely was like, they don't even just talk about mushrooms and psilocybin, like the magic mushroom. Right. They also talk about like mycelium and how like mushrooms were basically one of the only organisms to survive and last for like years after Mm -hmm. the dinosaurs died and how those things are like, especially magic mushrooms, are believed to help the human brain evolve better so that we could be the conscious beings that we are now. Sure. Well, people are using it to treat depression too. They have all these studies now. It's so fascinating to me. I want to watch that documentary. It's so fascinating and just experiencing what you do feel and how much you feel with it it's it's really incredible this is turning i feel like i'm on mushrooms right now like we're like we're gonna dive into it yeah you're we're having a whole session right now yeah yeah (laughs) so everyone reach into your right pocket Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) yeah but i've always been scared to go the like hallucinating route where it's Mm -hmm. like super trippy oh man i had a bad one one time yeah that scares me oh my gosh (laughs) and not to mention i was actually out at a restaurant but i had did them so i'm like in the restaurant restaurant. i was the worst idea ever i was with (laughs) my boyfriend at the time and he was like this is a great idea and like i'm like cool like not thinking going off of the same like amount he was eating not realizing he's bigger like come on tori tone it down 
By the time we got in the in the restaurant, the waiter was looking at me, talking to me, and I heard him from behind me. I'm like, something, <laughs> something is wrong here. I'm like, I have to go to the bathroom. I go into the bathroom. I'm like, I'm feeling sick because, you know, it's food poisoning. So I, yeah. I like start to throw up. And then I'm like, the toilet's talking to me. I got to get the fuck out of here. Like, got in the cab. Thank God I met this incredible Uber driver. <laughs> it was around Halloween time. The whole inside of the cab was decorated for Halloween with lights. Oh, like, oh I, not today. This wasn't the like, this wasn't the one. Like, why today? And I'm having a little bit of a freak out in the back of the car. And she was just an angel, a full-blown angel. And she was just like, you know what? Everything's going to be fine, honey. We're going to get you home. And I just like started crying with her. I was like, <laughs> it, it, so it much. it's going to be okay, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Got home, cried more. And then eventually the crying stopped when I realized how many boogers were coming out of my nose. And then I started to laugh. And then like it all became easier and easier. But it was an experience and not something that I think I'm prepared to do again. Right, um, right. But it was very, very interesting. It's also the reason why I have a caterpillar tattoo on my arm. <gasps> Because oh, wow. once the situation oh. got like better, I was kind of like laying down and like I had this moment where I just knew I was a caterpillar in a past life. I was like, I was totally <laughs> eating a leaf in front of a waterfall somewhere. I could see it. I could see it. And so that this Wait. is kind of just like my story. I love it. And you have the tattoo of it I to have prove it. Tattoo. I That's have tattoo. amazing. I yeah. absolutely love that. Your sincerity in that. I absolutely knew I was a caterpillar. I <laughs> like, I believe that to be the truth yeah. because of how much you believe it. That's super rad. <laughs> I love it. And, you know, it, it's so mind expansive to do things like that. Obviously, it's kind of scary, but sure, it's a natural substance. And if you don't overdo it, then you will be fine. Obviously, don't take my advice for any of this stuff because this is just my experience. But mm-hmm. right. I'm also, obviously, I'm on the challenge. I'm not really afraid to push myself in ways and experience new things. I like to push myself to the limit. So, but yeah, I just felt like, oh my gosh, like karma is totally real. Reincarnation is totally real. Like all of these things that you kind of think about life and yeah. like spirituality and really diving into that. When you think about that stuff, when you're um, eating a mushroom, it's just profound. You're closer to it, I think. I mean, I haven't done mushrooms in like <laughs> 11 years or something, but I remember there was a couple experiences where I was like, okay, I'm good here. Like, I get it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I got it. I understand what's going on. Uh I believe there's a God. I believe we all have so much more access to, you know, um, our psychic abilities and all of that when I was on hallucinogens. And, you know, now (laughs) that it's gotten trendy again, I'm like, wait a minute. Do I need to do it Wait a minute. (laughs) Yeah. I go there? And then even when you talk about it, don't you start to feel it back in your body? Yeah, there's definitely this, like, your cells just kind of wake up. You're like, right? Don't you remember being younger and if you did anything in the next day, they're like, drink orange juice and it'll bring it back. Do you remember that? I do. Oh, yeah. Maybe this was like... LSD. That was LSD. If you drank orange juice, it would bring (laughs) it back. (laughs) Great. Oh, that was LSD. I thought it was ecstasy. Maybe it was ecstasy. I don't know. Yeah. Listen, don't (laughs) Don't take my word for that. (laughs) Just a rumor from our youth. Um, You know, so Tori, we really wanted to talk to you about this. Now, I'm going to sound like a naive, like, I don't even know, granny. Granny. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Um, (laughs) But I'm super fascinated by this OnlyFans world. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I know that you 
are involved mm-hmm. with it, right? Yes. Um, I literally know nothing about it. And Olivia knows a little more than me. She's been doing her homework. But I'm so fascinated and so curious that mm-hmm. if you are open to it, I really wanted to talk to you about oh, it. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. I have a lot of my guy friends actually on the challenge who have OnlyFans. And so I also didn't really know too much about it. I knew it was like a platform where, you know, you can post mature content. It can be anywhere that's very sexually explicit stuff to stuff that's kind of just like poster girl stuff, depending Mm -hmm. on how you use the platform. So there's a wide variety of how you can operate on it. And I know that OnlyFans is also trying to bring other types of creators onto the platform so that it's not just a sex worker place. Um, But it is really interesting. And so my guy friends were on it. And my guy friend, like, I'm not going to say he's like, no, he's attractive. But he's like, you wouldn't think he would be crushing it on OnlyFans. (laughs) And he's crushing it on OnlyFans. And so I learned about like how much money he was making from it. And I mean, at that point in time, I'm like, oh, come on. You know, like how many seasons of the challenge am I going to do before I can finally win a big check and, you know, not have to keep battling? Like it's like it's pretty like small check to small check to small check every time you go on the show. Obviously, it gets bigger the more you go on. But like it's a hustle. And the other hustle is Instagram. So I had been at this point where I'm like, am I going to just like, am I going to just do it? Like, am I going to pull the trigger and like start an OnlyFans? And I talked to my dad about it. That was the most important thing for me. Interesting. Because I just felt like, you know, if there's going to be pictures out there of me that are like a little sexual and like I I consider them to be classy. I wouldn't want something of me out there that is like, I wouldn't say raunchy, but I would say uh, just not as classy. I really kind of wanted to keep it in that vein Mm -hmm. as much as possible. And so, yeah, I talked to my dad about it, which was a really scary conversation because I'm like, how do you tell your father that you want to like post mature content on the internet after like being on TV for six years? And (laughs) he had just picked me up from the airport and we were in the car and I was just like, it just came out of my mouth. I was like, dad, you know what OnlyFans is? Like, (laughs) I mean, like (laughs) threw it up. And like, he was like, no, honey, what's that? You know, like, he's such a sweet guy, like, such a great person, like, really understanding, like, a really nice, gentle soul. And so I explained to him what it was. And the way I explained it was like, it's kind of like, okay, you know, back in the day, like, when there would be like an actor, an actress who would do like a calendar shoot, and then you would buy their calendar and it'd be like sexy pics of her. Um, So I kind of want to do that. And then I explained to him how much my friends were making on it. And he was like, it's a no-brainer, Tori. He's like, do it. And I was like, fuck yeah, dad. Like, (laughs) he's a ride or die. So talked to my family about it. Talked to my mom about it. My sister talked to everybody. Wanted to get the green light before I did it. I didn't want my family to be embarrassed. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I launched it in August. And It is really interesting how the platform works, really. I mean, I'm surprised with some of the things that people ask for. Um, Like what? Can you give us an example? Yeah, see, you got to talk to us about that. That's what I (laughs) want to know. I mean, there's categories. I have categories of people in my my messages, like literally starred category feet pics, starred category booty, you know, like based off just like what their fetish is. And (gasps) some guys, and listen, no disrespect to all the feet lovers out there because those guys... I get a lot of feet lovers. Yeah. Like, we, I don't that? know. We have a we have a friend whose boyfriend had a major foot fetish and it yeah. was really hard to wrap her head around. Yeah. It's not my thing either. So I don't know, but it's definitely a thing. And uh, so it's a big thing. Okay. 
And now more recently, it's it's come to like wrinkly feet pictures. And so like I have to like wrinkle my, I don't know. I don't know. I just, Wait, and you do this. You wrinkle do, your oh, toes. You're like, oh yeah, yeah, fucking look at that. Absolutely. But yes for that. Good for you. Yeah. I'm just like, wait a minute. If you can make stupid money wrinkling your feet, like what? Why are we not all doing this? I mean, a hundred percent. And granted, let, like, let me be very clear. The platform can go one direction or the other, but you're the creator. You get to decide what type of content you want to sell. So as long as you don't feel the pressure, and I do think that that pressure exists mm-hmm. because like, obviously I have people hitting me up. I haven't posted anything full nude yet. Like, no topless, just like sexy. I mean, sometimes it's like see-through outfits, but like you can't really, to me, it's classy. It's not very, it's not like full nude. Spread um, eagle. No spread eagles No yet. spread eagle, you know. <laughs> um, but so I haven't done anything like that. And so I do have people hitting me up, like basically being like, oh, Tori, like I can't believe you're on this platform doing that. But it's like, listen, I'm very specific. On my Instagram, you don't really get to see sexy content from me. And that's on purpose. Like I have those sexy photos of me, but I just see that they come with value and I'd rather sell them as opposed to putting them out there for free. Mm -hmm. I'm fine with them being out there, but if I can make money off of them, why wouldn't I do that? So I really made my Instagram page much more like the way I want any of the world to see me. And my OnlyFans is kind of like, okay, like welcome into my room. Like you're, you're one step closer to seeing a lot more of me. But at the same time, it's like, it's that separation. So Yeah, it's been fucking interesting for sure. Because you're such a competitive person and some of those numbers that people are making financially are bananas crazy. Mm -hmm. Are you like, all right, fuck it. Now I'm going to win OnlyFans. Like, are you going (laughs) to, you know, are you going to beat Bella Thorne? Like, (laughs) what's your goal with it? My mind goes there. You know what? You're really pinning me because my mind, (laughs) my mind goes there. It really does. Um, But it's, it's also very interesting because I have a kid's book out in the world. So it's like, that is like, for some people, they cannot wrap their heads around this idea that like, Tori, who is this challenge competitor and also posts sexy pics, also has a kid's book out there. Like what? That's a totally different audience. And so there is fear with me. My Mm. kid's book is like my pride and joy. It took me three years to put together and I'm just so proud of it. So I don't want this world to take me away from this world. And so I'm trying to walk this line Mm -hmm. of both. Right. But don't people realize that there's children in the world because the moms had fucking sex? Oh! (laughs) I mean... (laughs) I love that. You're not wrong. I, I, I mean, that. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because so so you haven't gone full nude. Because I, right. I looked up, like, there was an acquaintance that we knew, and she's like, look this person up. And I was like, holy shit, like, they're fully nude on this platform. Like, right. I didn't know that. And then she showed me some numbers people are making. And I'm like, what is happening? Like, what is this thing? Like, do I need to do this? Like, it was just <laughs> like, my mind was blown by all of this information. We're fortunate to come from a place and a platform already. Because I do have a friend out there who has an OnlyFans, who doesn't have a following, and it's a whole different ballgame. Because right. at that point in time, a regular person almost enters like the adult industry with no yeah. following when you know, porn sites have all that out there for free. Mm-hmm. So the only difference on OnlyFans is that you can make custom videos for people, but the expectation is much higher for somebody just coming into the industry with absolutely no platform. The people who are really successful on the platform are people who are people with followings on the outside. 
for sure. Mm-hmm. Or unless you're a huge sex worker. And so, you know, I watched the documentary on OnlyFans. I think Hulu put it together. And I really wanted to learn as much about it as possible before I dove into it. And a lot of people do feel like it exploits sex workers because obviously these people are on this platform working really hard to make their money yeah. and to build their following. And then somebody with the following steps on there and makes a shit ton of money. And it's almost like, well, that's not fair. We came on this platform and like, and there's both sides because obviously we bring more people to the platform in entirety. Mm-hmm. But still, mm-hmm. it's like there's a lot of sex workers who feel like it's almost unfair. So what I've been trying to do and so that I can kind of like honor the people who are in that industry and like I doing with my friend is I'll share her stuff on my page and tell people to subscribe to her. So it's kind of this way of like giving back to and obviously that's only one person I've done that for. But I'm interested in still giving back to that community because mm-hmm. I don't think that women shouldn't be sex workers. And I think it's fine. So I don't want to take anything away from it. But I I do think that like, Rachel, if you were to do one, you wouldn't have to go to any extreme you wouldn't want to because you are who you are. Hmm. Sweatpants and wrinkled toes. (laughs) That's me. I'm like, no one wants to see this. (laughs) Got a whole lot of sweatsuits going on. Yeah. What's one of the weirdest? Is it the feet? The weirdest requests you get or? No, no, it's not feet. You know what it fucking is? It's dick ratings. (laughs) I can't. I don't understand it. Is what? It's called dick ratings. I didn't know what they were until I got on the platform. But like guys would be like, hey, do you do dick ratings? And I literally in the beginning was like, what is that? And they're like, I'll send you a picture of my penis and you rate it for me. A very honest. Am I weird that that sounds fun? <laughs> it's, it's, amazing. it's amazing. Like, wait a second. It's amazing. That's hilarious. And so many people want them. It's like they want to know what you think of their dick. Like what? Oh, my God. Yeah. Wait, but what do you feel bad sometimes if you get like a little teeny weeny and you don't know? (laughs) My my first question back is always, do you want me to be brutally honest? Because like, I I don't know. Is it like, do you want the compliment or do you want brutal honesty? Um, And then, you know, I try to gauge where somebody's at, but. It's, uh, yeah. Is it just a rating system, like a number, or is it a description? It's all up for how you want to play it, right? Like, this is a platform where you can kind of negotiate something. I can drop a number for you, but if you really want me to give you a nice thorough description of my feelings about, (laughs) (laughs) then perhaps you might have to throw me a little extra money. And I think that's where a lot of the other money comes in. It's not just the subscriptions. It's people who are just, like, dying to know what you think about their dick. This is fascinating it's fucking fascinating <laughs> do you oh do you ever get people you know like <gasps> oh I did. no that's I actually roger did. my I actually neighbor did. i did you I did. did yeah i did i did i really did i did he it better was, not have been rob <laughs> no i mean i don't th- i don't think so i don't think it was rob. Okay, yeah no i can't imagine being rob Poor but rob. It, it was de- it was definitely somebody who i used to work with not Ooh. like before i was on tv like back Mm -hmm. in the day. And this person had their picture on their profile and their name. And, you know, you can subscribe to the platform anonymously. So you don't actually ask. Okay. Yeah. You don't actually have to show who you are. So there might be people following me that I don't know, but I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't know. But this person was like, nope, this is me. And like, I'm so happy to support you, Tori. I love you. Like, you're killing it in life. And I'm like, this is actually like really sweet. Like, thank you so much. And I actually have a, a lot more fun commenting back to people on that platform, obviously, because 
those fans are super fans. Like, they're legitimately only fans. Like, you're not subscribing to my page to hate on me. I mean, yeah, you're, you're subscribing to you're subscribing to love me and support me. And so, you know, after I do watch like the Challenger episode comes out, I mean, people would just flood me with questions and like normal conversations are happening on there too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just like all like sexual. It's just like actually talking access. to people. Access. They get more access yeah. to you. Yeah. Which is, which is great. And how do you decide what to charge? Because I noticed that some people are like, $10. Some people mm-hmm. are 30 Like, the prices are different. Oh, yeah. you can pick your price? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Uh-huh. How does that work? I, I went back and forth. You know, I have friends. I kind of gauged it off my challenge friends. You know, some people are selling their subscriptions for 40 Some are selling it a little bit less, $24.99. I fall at $30 a month. And I did that because... I knew that there were going to be a lot of trolls out there who would have just wanted to take my pictures and put them on the internet. So Mm -hmm. I had to set it a little high so that way I could kind of weed out those people if possible. Um, Smart. That makes sense. But that still happened anyway. So there were a bunch of people in the beginning that were leaking my stuff and I had to hire somebody to go online and literally take out all of the stuff on the internet because people were getting the content for free. But now, mm-hmm. you know, I have somebody literally on it all the time now to make sure that it doesn't leak. And not because I'm like scared that a sexy photo of me is going to be out there, but it's because you know, you're not paying for that shit. Like, right. yeah. Hello. yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I did notice that because I was looking, you know, at Google images of mm-hmm. you and I was like, there's not that much. Mm-hmm. And then I have a friend that's on it and I was looking, I was like, wait, why is anyone paying if this is all here for free? Mm hmm. It's already on Google. And I looked at her price and it was like $10 a month Mm. and yours was 30. So that makes sense that it's like you have more stake in the game. If you're, you know, paying $30, you're like invested. You're part of it as opposed to, oh, I'll just do this and then leak everything. So there's nothing you can actually do on the site to prevent that though. I have something in my bio that just says I own all the copyrights to these images and like legal action can be taken if anybody Mm -hmm. leaks it. But it really is like creating a team of people around me to make sure that when a leak happens, we can address it and we can go out there and get it all cleaned up. Sweep it. It was pretty crazy in the beginning. I had a photographer shoot me for my first OnlyFans shoot and she uploaded the photos to her website, but then made it a private link so that only I could see it. And then somebody logged in literally hacked her website, got all of my OnlyFans shoot and tried to threaten me with them saying, if I didn't send that person a picture of my boobs, then they were going to post them all. And I was like, you got me fucked up. You think I'm going to send you a what? After So (laughs) people are definitely assholes, right? Like this is the, when you open this can of worms of of OnlyFans, there are people that feel very entitled to you for some reason. They're like, oh, well, Mm -hmm. you're selling OnlyFans. I deserve to see everything about you. And you have to be able to be like, this is my boundary. This is my rule. This is how I'm going about this platform. And and you have to have your own back and a team of people with it because there are people out there that do want to fuck with you. Yeah. What about in relationships? Did this happen after your breakup? Yeah, this has all happened after the breakup. Yeah. I was kind of seeing somebody who was also on the platform after the other breakup, but we were like very close friends now just because of like how life happened. But it was interesting, you know, because there is this sense of like, wow, like, you know, I'm out here on this platform talking to these people doing this. It's It feels more open. But honestly, I feel at this point in my life, like I was engaged to my ex before him. That was a really huge public breakup. I'm just trying to focus on myself right now anyway. So 
I don't really want to be with somebody that's going to stop me from making this kind of money and then reinvesting it in myself. I would rather just like do this for a few years and then like stop on my own time. Right. But I could see how it could be difficult in a relationship. Yeah. Unless your partner didn't care or was also on the platform. And then that's awesome because I wouldn't give a shit like at all. I would not be jealous at all because I know what it's like to work on it. I see it doesn't mean anything to me. It's just... That's really interesting. But it's also, you know, takes a confident, I think, person to be in a relationship with someone, number one, in the public eye, but number two, like doing this and not like caring. I mean, caring, sure, but not to the point where it affects the relationship and just being supportive and getting it. But that is just so crazy to me because I'm thinking about it and it's like, oh, fuck, like you're on this thing and you're sharing these sexual things and pleasing Mm -hmm. people in a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like that Mm -hmm. foot fetish dude definitely got off on the wrinkle. (laughs) Totally. It's just, I know. And that's, it's such a crazy world, but you're saying that you were seeing someone that was on the platform too. So they were like, no, we're both doing this. And Mm -hmm. They were confident, I guess, in it. I was just going to say, since you were dating someone on it and you have friends on it, what's Mm -hmm. it like for guys? Like, what are the requests? There's definitely more of a gay fan base for Uh men on the platform, for sure. I think that women are just not really... um, Yeah, women don't really pay for that stuff. And do your straight (laughs) male friends engage in the gay stuff? Like, no problem? They do. They do. Yeah, okay. And they're okay with it. Do they get dick ratings? I think they probably do. They probably do. I can't imagine that they're not. If I'm right. getting as many as I am, I'm like, I just, I can't get past this whole dick rating thing. Like, I know. I love like, it. People are just like sending in dick pics. I know. I know. I don't get it. I don't get it, but I'm sorry. I love it. Honestly, it's like, <laughs> I'm really, I'm What's really the- just so interested in like why it's happening. And I'm just, I'm, I'm all for it. Like, let's do it. Do you feel weird after posting something or sending something? Is there any, because I know I work with a lot of clients. So I work with a lot of like guilt and shame work, Mm. right? And the things that people feel guilt and shame about, I often am like, that's not necessary. Like you you didn't do anything to hurt anyone. You didn't do anything to harm anyone. But yet guilt and shame seems to be something that people really experience with a lot of things. And so I'm curious, like when you post something or send something or do something, do you experience that at all? Actually, I really don't. And I think I would if I wasn't upfront with my family. I think Mm. that would be the only thing for me that would hold me back. Because like you said, I don't really feel like I'm doing anything wrong. Maybe it's not everyone's cup of tea. But like, if I'm okay with something and it's not hurting anybody, then why is it a problem? Like different strokes for different folks. Mm -hmm. Totally. So I don't really feel shame or guilt about it. I'm not a fan when people try to use it against me in any way. But at the same time, it's like, it doesn't really bother me. The only thing that scares me the most is the fact that I have kids books out there and I also have an OnlyFans. I could see how that could be like like we were saying. But I also agree. It's like, why can't a woman be whatever she wants? Like, right. come on. like Well, especially sexual. Yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> like like that to me is, is so archaic. Right. Yeah. Like you don't want the same person that you fuck to read your kids' stories at night. You actually do. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, at least my husband does. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't see how those two things should not be. Inter- right. Yeah. Like, just because we have sexuality and you want to share it and 
do that. And then you also have a message and then you also have your healing and then you also have your physical competition. You like, there's so many facets to being human. And, you know, I think it's a good opportunity for you to really like own that. Do you ever think like, I don't know if you plan or want to have kids, but do you ever think about that? Like having this out there and how that would affect them or... I do. I do. And not even so much kids, but I feel it now with my nephews. I'm very close with like my sister and I have an eight-year-old nephew and a six-year-old and then a three-year-old niece. And so I do Mm -hmm. think about it with them. And like my way of combating that is by taking money and putting it away for them specifically. So that way, like if we were to ever have a conversation when they're older, they would understand that. And this is true with me. I'm not in the money business because I want everything for myself. And like, I care about driving a Lambo. Like I am just trying to create a really nice life for my family and everyone I love. So if that's my motive and the kids are younger and they grow up to understand that, and then they can be open to the idea that women can do all of these things and they're also benefiting off of it, then I think that, you know, they'll understand with time. But I could Mm -hmm. see judgment in the beginning. But I also think it is interesting how we handle, you know, sex in our culture anyway. We haven't figured out how to do that yet. No. In a responsible, healthy way. And I don't know the answer, but it definitely feels like we should just be more chill about it. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, you look at Europe and you're like, yeah, women, you know, they're yeah. topless running around. Sex is very normal and accepted. And mm-hmm. we live in a very conservative country where there's a different yeah. outlook on it. And I was raised in a household that was very open. Like mm-hmm. so my mom was very open to talking about sex and all of that. So mm-hmm. I guess you could say we're more of a European <laughs> mindset yeah. in our household. But I like your point of saying like if you're doing it for the good of your family and something else and you can like explain it in a certain way and just teaching maybe kids from early on that sexuality is normal, it's okay and being able mm-hmm. to talk about it, mm-hmm. I think is really important. Yeah. Because think about how many people suppress their sexuality and they don't know how to talk about it. I mean, like, it's such an interesting thing to navigate because it's a very personal track and Mm -hmm. you figure it out as you grow up. Yeah, I hope that when the time comes and... Oh, my cat just hit me up. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's that's my mom. That's not my cat. (laughs) Mom, I'm talking about sex, mom. Leave me alone. (laughs) Okay. She drops. She's like she's not even phased. She's like, what? She's like, I, I just have to get the laundry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, not to digress, but I literally, I live with my mom ever since the breakup. I was like, I did not know where to go. Like I could have moved anywhere yeah. I wanted, but I didn't want to like jump to any city and restart. So I moved back in with my mom. So I've been living with my mom for a year. <laughs> doing oh, how's only that fans, been? Doing OnlyFans for my mom's house. <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it. But she's aware. She knows everything that's going on. She doesn't care. Yeah. Oh, she thinks I'm nuts. She thinks I'm crazy. Yeah. Um, But she's great. Yeah. She's really supportive. She wanted to subscribe. I was like, mom, that's (gasps) weird. (laughs) Oh my God. Like, of course, the supportive mother like supports anything the child does. Your mom's going to support. Like Like, line. We're drawing a line. We're drawing a line somewhere. You you know, you can't subscribe to my OnlyFans, mom. No, no. (laughs) Olivia had a conversation (sighs) with my mother. (laughs) <laughs> about OnlyFans. Oh, really? I'm really good friends with Rachel's mom. And we were talking today and she goes, are you interviewing someone today? And I said, yeah, her name is Tori Deal. She's, you know, um, a reality star and she does OnlyFans. And she's like, what's OnlyFans? Mm. So I broke it down a bit and I was like, you know, it's a site where you subscribe and you can put sexy pictures. You can, you know, be naked. You don't have to be. Mm-hmm. 
And I said, and people are making bananas money doing it. And she goes, should I be doing this? <gasps> oh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, yeah. That's it's amazing. my 70 year old mother. <laughs> I love yes. it. Yeah. And I was like, I think so. I do. I think that's so. it. I think we found it. <laughs> Finally, the passion. Finally. Are there like elderly people on OnlyFans? I would not be surprised. I don't put yeah. anything past anything anymore. Like, I'm sure there is. Yeah. Is it like 18 and over to join? Do you know? Yeah. And to sign up, the process is they take it really seriously. You need mm-hmm. to like send in a bunch of information about yourself. You have to send in your license and... Um, take a picture next to it. They want to make sure that there is like nobody underage on the platform. And yeah, that's good. If you were to do like um, make content with a with a partner, let's say like me and somebody, we're going to like take a video together. We would both have to have submitted that information to them before we even posted it, even if that person didn't have an OnlyFans. Ah. So it is really interesting how serious that they take it now, which is good. It's great. It should yeah. be like that. But are there yeah. actual videos on there? Like essentially porn Type. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, there I'm, is. Oh, People yeah. make their own homemade movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I learned about that on the OnlyFans documentary. And that blew my <sighs> mind. I was like, wow. Like, you can really go any way you want to go on this thing. But, wow. yeah, you're the creator. So you you decide what you put out. How does that work with, like, oh, I guess because on Pornhub and stuff, that's all free, right? Yeah. Is that all free? And then on OnlyFans, you can ask like, hey, could you and your partner make uh, advice so you can get real into it? I see. Yeah. Like you can I like you it. let the you, you can request the viewer right request. Yeah. You're curating right. your own pornos like, yeah. if you want for yeah. the ones that do that. Right. You know, what's scary about that, too, is it like it opens up like that aspect in relationships. It's like there's a whole different world, right? Like, I don't know, for me as a married woman, if I found out my husband was looking at porn, I'd be like, whatever, I don't really care. Right. But if I found out he was doing that, I'd be like, that feels yeah, like a line. Over a line, yeah. Mm-hmm. I could see that. I think like loyalty is definitely honesty. It's like talking about figuring out what everybody is comfortable with and then Mm -hmm. operating within those lines. Anything that's behind somebody's back doesn't feel But it's also like forming more of a personal relationship with someone specifically. Yeah. Yeah, it it would be like going to a strip club and always seeing the same stripper. Right. Right. And that would would feel (gasps) bad. Do men do that? Do they always like go and see the same? Rob, do you frequent the strip club and see the same stripper? (laughs) Yeah, we did, didn't we? we you're not a fan of this. I've club. never been to one. Oh, you've never been to one? What? See, here comes my memory where I forget. Never been to one. Never been. That's crazy. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. Don't be sorry. Sorry. Don't. It's but that's, to each that's own. crazy to me. Never yeah. been. You're just not interested. No. I know I've asked. We're just going to ask. Yeah, yeah. Every time I'm going to ask Rob if yeah, he's been to a strip club, <laughs> it's a segment. <laughs> 51st podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That is my life. Um, Wow. Yeah, but that is interesting because it is then it becomes personal. I don't know. I don't know how I feel if if my boyfriend was had an OnlyFans account and like kept visiting the same person. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'd have a problem. I mean, as a married woman, I would have a problem because I'd be like, that's too intimate. Like, I, uh, and, and which I think would be the lure for a lot of people. Why mm-hmm. they would rather do OnlyFans. It's almost like a virtual reality in a way, mm. you know? Yeah. Where it's like they're part of it. Yeah. But you must have repeat, you know, 
clientele. I don't know. We even know yeah. how you say the word customers, yeah. clientele. I mean, fans, subscribers, right? Reoccurring ones that probably right. keep asking for certain things. Do you ever get creeped yeah. out? You know what? Not, not. I mean, no. I'm not gonna like. I, I don't want to get creeped out, so I kind of mm-hmm. just like and like put it up as a wall. Like, oh, okay, like that's totally. You know, just try not to like feel it. I don't want to take on too much energy from that. But you're just super detached. Yeah, just, you are really. It's detached. just like it's a job. You're like whatever. Yeah, and yeah. also like I do think about that. Like, are these people messaging me? Like, like what am I engaging? What's their personal life like? But I definitely don't send anything that would be. I send mass messages to everybody. So to me, it's kind of like it's a mass plethora of content. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, I've sent wrinkly feet pics, but I'm like, is that really that bad? I don't think so. <laughs> but that's also not your responsibility. Yeah, right. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, I think it's everybody's responsibility for themselves. Like, yeah. that's not your responsibility to wonder what you're engaging with on the other end. Like, that's their relationship or their life. That's not on you. No, but there is always that sense of like, you know, I have some clout. So it's like, if I am doing this, am I going to have this story pop up in like a month? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, Tory Deal ruins relationship by like being an only fan. Like, that's the last thing I need in my life right now. So right. <laughs> I definitely, my mind goes everywhere when it comes to doing and putting out anything on the platform for yeah. sure. And how's your mind been since doing it? Is it, uh, it are you best enjoying decision. it? Best decision. Awesome. Best decision. Wow. I, I love it. I wanted to do it for a while. I just didn't have the balls to ask my dad, you know? And then like, yeah. I feel free. I feel so strong. Like, I was really sad after I went through that breakup. Like, I was engaged. And my fiancé, like, we just really separated. He called it off. And at the time, I couldn't really see why. But I understand more now that I'm so removed from it. But I was definitely, like, (laughs) broken for a while. Because I was just like, I saw my life and now it was gone. But now I don't feel that way anymore. I feel so much more, like, in control of my life and stable and like I'm elevating in a way. So I, yeah, like the sense of security I feel now makes me feel great. I wish I would have done it sooner. That's I awesome. I love that. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Thanks. That is super like women empowerment. <laughs> Just like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. really cool. Thanks. And yeah, yeah hearing it, I'm like, do I? <laughs> <laughs> I just, Listen. I just think it's, it's, it's a really fascinating world. Do you spend most of your time primarily now kind of catering to that? Do you, Does it take up a lot of your time? I do think about that too, but I'm pretty good at structuring out a day, making mm-hmm. sure that, you know, I can spend time working on the book. I just make sure I allocate time, a few hours right. a day, and I'll just log on for like maybe a few hours in the evening and then chat to people then before I go to bed. And it's actually kind of taken place of like having a boyfriend because like I used to like be on the phone with my boyfriend before bed, you know, or like on FaceTime or talking to, and now I'm like, okay, well, I don't have a boyfriend. So going on, it's like (laughs) spending my time watching a movie, like chatting to these people, like feeling great. Yeah. I also have girls who follow me on OnlyFans, which I love. Yeah. So it's not just guys. Right. Yeah. And what are the girls requesting? Yeah. Honestly, like a lot of them have been really supportive and just want to chat and then also just like buy my content as I send it out mass message. So Mm. like it hasn't ever been anything to me where I felt like weirded out by them. I mean, there's been a few where I'm like, okay, I'm I'm just not going to not going to put that inside myself. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, like <laughs> random objects. Yeah, like I'm just sorry. I'm just not gonna this is not like I'm not really into a cucumber or a banana. <laughs> it's or not a... where this is going. Yeah. And do you subscribe to anyone? 
I do not. I do not. Okay. But there is a cheat code out there for anybody who has an OnlyFans that is losing subscribers. You can turn automatic resubscribe on. And that way, if you send out mass messages, people who you're subscribed to can still see your messages and buy them. So that's a hint for anybody out there who has OnlyFans. <laughs> but I don't do that, though, because I don't want people to see my stuff unless they subscribe because it's that bar for me. It's like, if you're not going to pay for my content at this level, then you're not in. And I need you to invest money in me so that I know you're not going to leak my shit. Right. Are you on dating apps? I'm not on dating apps just because I just, I can't go on. I just, I can't like meet up with somebody on an app. I haven't felt that yet, but I'd love to meet people if I go out. I'm very social. So I'll go Mm -hmm, out, you know, and meet people in person. It just feels more natural to me. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. I don't know that I could ever do a dating app. No. We have some single friends and one of them in particular refuses. Yeah. But other people have like great success stories, which is interesting too. My brother is literally met his girlfriend of like a little longer than a year on Tinder. I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah. You never know. I thought that was for people who just wanted to link up and have sex. (laughs) I didn't know that that was like, but yeah, it was legitimately, they used it as a dating app. I'm like, that's beautiful. I'm so happy (laughs) people are doing that. (laughs) Really sweet. It's very sweet. Um, We, we have a game we like to play. Fun. We do. If you would like to partake. I'm a gamer. Okay. Oh, you are a gamer. That's right. That's right. So fuck. Let's go. So fuck, marry, kill. (laughs) Oh, fuck, marry, kill. (laughs) This game. Yeah, you know, that old chestnut. Oh, God. (laughs) A little cozy holiday cheer. Well, we thought of a few for you. We have (laughs) The Mm -hmm. Rock. Ooh. Uh, Who else was it? (laughs) Timothy (laughs) Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet. Oh, and Machine Gun Kelly. Thank oh, you, wow. Oh, God. This is a tough one. Okay, Marry the Rock. Duh. Hmm. Marry okay. the Rock. For sure. Marry the Rock. Look at the Rock. He's the yeah. Rock. Yeah. He's the Rock. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. This is tough. I don't know. Fuck Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the I move. mean, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's the move, okay. too. All right. Well, don't tell oh, Tim. Don't tell Timothy. Poor little Timothy. Don't tell him. Do I would do the day. same thing. <laughs> you would do the same thing. You would kill Timothy Chalamet. I would have to. Poor I think. Thing. I, would, I mean. I mean, the Rock has the a Rock lot of die. charisma. <laughs> yeah. The Rock. Yeah. He wouldn't die. Yeah. <laughs> none of this feels good. I know. <laughs> none of it does. It's a really <laughs> shitty game, actually. Why do we play this game? Because <laughs> we love it. <laughs> we actually we sit around and just do this. <laughs> All day. Yeah, basically all day. Tori, thank you for being so open with us and being willing to talk about OnlyFans. And I'm so fascinated by it, even more so now. Like the dick rating thing. I'm like, can I just have my own just to get things? Yeah. To like just to dick rate? <laughs> dick ratings. That's it. <laughs> that's it. What are you I doing mean, tonight? I'm just I staying mean, home and yeah. dick rating. <laughs> Every girl out there deserves to get paid for her wrinkly feet and to rate penises. That's the truth. That's the truth. Honestly, if okay. I could think on paper of the ultimate job, yeah. you know, that's sit it. home and look at dick pics. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh lord thank you guys so much for inviting me on the show seriously this is the first time i've actually ever dove into OnlyFans. 
publicly. So I'm really excited and interested to hear how people perceive all this information. But it was very easy to talk to both of you. So thank you for making me and letting me feel comfortable enough to open up because it's really thank you. Thank you for being comfortable and opening up. We love talking to you. You're awesome. And good luck with Miami. That's super cool. How fun and your house and everything (laughs) else. Thank you so much. Really cool. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. I'm watching the challenge. We're team Tori now. Yay. Watch it. And and more importantly, watch Fantastic Fungi. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, That's right. happening. Right. Don't yep. forget that. We'll keep Don't you posted. <laughs> That's after the challenge, though. <laughs> yeah. I literally loved it so much. I was a mushroom for Halloween. So just know that. <gasps> oh, <laughs> my God. I saw that on your <gasps> Instagram. And I was like, that, I literally <laughs> said out loud, I was like, That's dope. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. You got to do it. I got to look it up. I'm looking it up for sure. Okay, good. Awesome. Thank you, Tori, so much. Oh, thank you so much. It's been my pleasure. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. 